0: We hope you enjoy the show, as together we hear how they are making their world better. Hello, podcast listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in again today. Did you know that right now in America, there are about 1.3 million nonprofits and charitable organizations, and they serve critical functions in our communities, like providing food, healthcare, shelter, clothing, education, and of course, inspiration. Now, they're also dependent on communities for financial and tactical support, which is quickly becoming more and more scarce. Now, these actual totals are still being calculated, but did you know that corporations gave 10.5% less in 2022 than in the previous year? And individuals restricted, they're giving even more, decreasing contributions by more than 13%. Now, what's more, a percentage of an individual's disposable income reaches a 40-year low now, topping out at 1.7%. So it's not just, This, there's one other element that's kind of bad news. It's not just the money that's drying up. Charities and nonprofits are experiencing a decade-long decline in volunteering. And I kind of feel like this is maybe even worse than the giving dropping, is the volunteering is actually dropping. Collectively, get this, less than a quarter of Americans volunteered with a formal nonprofit at least once in the past year. I'll say it again, less than a quarter of Americans volunteered with a formal nonprofit at least once in the past year. So, some bad news. Now, I don't want to be doom and gloom today, and there's some hope actually on the horizon. And my guest is going to share a little bit more why there's some things that we can do, you and I as nonprofit leaders, to reverse some of these trends. Well, my guest today is Emily Creek. and She's presently helping nonprofits strategize on what matters to their donors and how to align those insights to meet fundraising needs for the missions of their organizations. She will share how maximizing the right kind of market research can help you and your nonprofit reverse some of these trends that we just mentioned. Enjoy today's show. This podcast is sponsored by DonorBox. DonorBox, helping you help others with the best donation forms in the business. Well, today we're going to talk all about market research, which on the surface, for a lot of nonprofits, they're like, wait a second, that sounds like a very corporate business term. Why are we talking about market research? So Emily's going to help us navigate through why we're talking about this and how it applies to nonprofits. But maybe first, just start, give a little bit of background of yourself, your work that you've done in the past, because I know you've been part of nonprofits. And then what are you doing currently to support nonprofits?
1: Yeah. So I have a special place in my heart for nonprofits. Before working at Stable Kernel, I worked at the Arthritis Foundation for almost 20 years. So over those years, I wore a lot of different hats, but my favorite hat was the market research hat. So now at Stable Kernel, while I still do market research with the Arthritis Foundation, I'm so grateful that I can use market research to help other nonprofits too and solve their business challenges. So specifically, we conduct market research with tons of different types of nonprofits to better understand their constituents' goals and needs, and then help them increase their volunteer base and improve their fundraising effectiveness. And it really does work. So it keeps me going.
0: Oh, I love it. That's great. Well, again, it's always good to have people that you know actually live this out in a nonprofit context. And at the outset of this podcast, I pointed out the fact that Nonprofits today are experiencing fierce competition for financial resources and human capital. The trends are just not, sadly, not great for nonprofits. Both corporations and individuals, when it comes to giving to charities, and nonprofits are going down, not to mention volunteers. That's something that actually just recently is happening, that the the new data showing that volunteering in nonprofits is also down. So without being too down on both of those things, as we look at the current climate, this is just a difficult climate. I think it's getting a little bit more difficult post-COVID. So there's some unique challenges for leaders in order to pursue the missions ahead. So from your perspective and your experience, what are those things that you feel like are some of the most unique challenges that nonprofit leaders are facing today because of the unique climate that we're in?
1: Well, I mean, you nailed it. (laughs) You named all the ones on my big list because because competition is so strong, because charitable giving is down across the board, because volunteerism is going down, you know, nonprofits have to really understand their constituents more now than ever, understand their needs, understand their goals, and then really develop tailored messaging, tailored programs, tailored services, tailored efforts to increase fundraising, to increase engagement and and improve programs. So it is a tough landscape right now, but we're seeing that market research really is helping nonprofits move the needle in a positive direction, and that gives me hope.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's great. Okay. Well, as I kind of said at the very beginning, for some of the nonprofit sector, when I even use the word market research, they bristle a little bit because anything that sounds like business or anything that feels too corporate maybe a purist in the nonprofit world that says, okay, that's not what the nonprofit's about. That's why I'm in the nonprofit sector. I don't want anything to do with that. In light of that, market research simply can be something that's really immensely helpful, actually, for nonprofits in that you can provide this wonderful opportunity to communicate the right message to the right person at the right time, empowering then nonprofits to segment and prioritize their audiences appropriately. So, with your experience, I mean, this is your background, this is what you do. How can nonprofits use market research today in ways that are beneficial? And how can you kind of convince that naysayer that says, hey, this is too corporate?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny when I was working at the Arthritis Foundation and we would get questions like, wait, you do market research? Wait, you're a nonprofit. You know, how is that possible? I mean, it's definitely a thing, but then I think once stakeholders see the power of market research for nonprofits, they're bought in, they're bought in instantly. And so there's so many different ways market research helps nonprofits. So one big way is you can use market research to understand which issues are most important to constituents And then use that data to support advocacy efforts on the Hill or to streamline programs and services. You know, a lot of nonprofits try to be all things to all people because, you know, we all want to help everybody, right? But if you can focus efforts and really provide those services that are most needed, you're actually helping people more, right? So using market research to figure out which services are most impactful really does move the needle on mission delivery. Also, Market research can really help understand, like you mentioned, the messages that resonate the most. And this is so important nowadays because of the competition, because of the landscape. If you can tailor a message to a donor to convince them to give to you versus the 17 other pieces of mail that's going into their inbox... It's all about the messaging and it's all about messaging that resonates. And market research can help nonprofits understand what those messages are. So it's it just, it's moving the needle in really positive ways.
0: No, that's good to know. And I think that's the thing for those, if you're listening and and you are still a little skeptical, I think the way you just worded it is so good. I mean, this is a tool that you can really use to benefit your nonprofit and you get a little bit smarter and more intentional with how you do things at your nonprofit. Now, when it comes to organizational leaders doing at various levels at, at each nonprofit, when they're eager and passionate to pursue what they consider to be the most important thing for the mission of that organization, now... This can bring some challenges in and of itself, right, when it comes to collaborating on a project like market research. So, what's your recommendations when it comes to how best to navigate the leadership dynamic and collaboration process?
1: Yeah, that is so key, right? Because many times nonprofits have so many passions and so many priorities that it can be really hard to decide, okay, where do we focus first in market research? So when this happens, we work really closely with our clients to figure out, okay, what are all the research needs? Then we work with them to figure out, okay, what is most important? What is going to move your mission forward the most, right? And then we come up with a game plan that addresses and can have the biggest impact on their missing objectives and their goals. Um, Also, we help clients, you know, sometimes it can be tricky to manage all the stakeholders in a nonprofit, right? You have national boards, you have local boards, you have volunteers, you have stakeholders within the organization. And and there's a lot of people to get on board with an idea. And so when we're asked, we love to help clients manage and streamline that buy-in process to ensure that all the stakeholders are aligned with the project's key goals and objectives. And this sounds like a okay, yeah, let's just do it, but we could just do it. But it's just such an important step that a lot of companies you know, and nonprofits skip, but getting that buy-in and alignment on the objectives and that North Star up front is critical for long-term success. And then acting on those insights and a really, truly improving mission. So it's just critical and, and that's how we like to help clients.
0: We'll be right back. Are you looking for an easy and effective way to boost your nonprofit's donations? Look no further than DonorBox, the online fundraising platform that streamlines your fundraising efforts, maximizes donations, and simplifies giving for your supporters. With DonorBox, you can create beautiful donation forms, accept digital wallet payments, track donations, and send auto receipts. And the best part? There are no setup or monthly fees and no long-term contracts required. So what are you waiting for? Visit donorbox.org today to get started. That is donorbox.org. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast. I wanted to let you know that I've recently become a professionally certified coach. With my nearly 30 years of nonprofit experience, I know firsthand how hard leaders work. I also know how important it is to have someone you can call on to get help with the barriers and leadership challenges you will face both professionally and personally. I really want people to thrive and become all they were meant to become by providing coaching and consulting services. If coaching is something you've always been interested in, but weren't quite sure what it was all about, I encourage you to reach out. You can go to my website, robharder.com, or just email me at rob at robharder.com. I would be happy to provide a free sample coaching session so you can determine if coaching is for you. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. let's talk about some key steps or best practices that nonprofits should take when it comes to say they've got some market research, they've reviewed it, they've understood its ramifications in terms of their particular nonprofit. When it comes to how they ensure a successful outcome for their very limited time and monetary resources, how can nonprofits really maximize the benefit of market research?
1: Yeah. So you could benefit in so many ways with market research, right? And so the key is I feel that getting stakeholder buy-in along the way is critical, right? So that includes everything from observing the interviews or focus groups or helping to develop the survey questionnaire or listening to the final results. Because when you have the doers in the room listening, then they're going to be more likely to act on it, right? Information is only power if it's put into action, right? And that really requires the right stakeholder involvement. So if you have people buying into the objectives, seeing how it ties directly to their work, having them hear the results firsthand from the constituents, that's really going to help move the needle more than any other action plan. And then the other thing I would say is that sometimes nonprofits feel like we have to do everything ourselves, right? Like that's just how it has to work, right? But, I, but the problem is, is that time, to your point, time and money is limited, right? And so many nonprofits have very small in-house teams, market research teams with limited capacity or no in-house market research teams. So doing market research really well in saving the nonprofit time and cost, one solution is just to look to an outside research partner who can help with that. Because the right research partner is not only going to help conduct the research, but help with buy-in and help with implementation down the line as needed. So there's just lots of ways to act on research. But again, stakeholder involvement, I know I sound like a broken writer. It's just so important. It's so important.
0: Now, thanks for that. And you know, maybe to build off of that with the Arthritis Foundation, you had experience in. Now, a lot of nonprofits, in fact, the majority of nonprofits are smaller, not the size of the foundation you worked at. How would you right size this for those so maybe small to medium sized nonprofits that still want to benefit from market research but they don't have the resources they don't have the the staffing even to maybe focus on as intentionally as bigger nonprofits what is there for those smaller and middle uh, sized nonprofits when it comes to the same kind of benefit
1: Oh yeah I love that question because the needs for market research are so important, maybe even more so for small nonprofits than the larger nonprofits, right? And we at Civil Corner work with several smaller nonprofits, like two, three-person shops, right? But have huge impact, right? And the way that we work with them is that we're sort of an extended version of their team, if you will. And we this sounds very business jargony, but we can be white-labeled, right? So there are nonprofits that come to us and say, hey, look, we want we have donors, we have corporate sponsors, even the small ones, right? But we don't want them to know that we're working with a third party. We want them to think that it's us, right? So at Stable Kernel, we come in and we are the nonprofit, if you will. We're that nonprofit. And we can help them conduct the market research on a, a scale that is doable and achievable. And what's great about market research is that, there's such a range of opportunities to gain insights and impact your business. Everything from sort of small, like one-on-one conversations like you and I are having, which are easy to do, but you can learn so much, right? To large-scale, you know, multi-pronged market research studies. And nonprofits can you know, use anything along that gamut, if you will. So, so yes, yeah, small nonprofits absolutely can benefit from market research, and it doesn't have to be a huge financial or time lift.
0: Okay, that's good to know. And that's a very encouraging because, again, I think that just, again, the vast majority base, based on data of nonprofits are on the small or medium size. So good to know that you can apply this very applicably to each one of those, regardless of the size of the organization. Another thing then, maybe you could give some examples, some scenarios of where you've seen this really work with donors or volunteer activity when it comes to how market research really would benefit and work well for a, a nonprofit organization. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's just, so many examples. You know, it's hard to narrow down to one because there's just so many different, but I I see that market research has really influenced decision makers on Capitol Hill for big issues. They love data, right? Everybody loves data, especially decision makers, right? So I've seen it really move the needle there. In terms of moving the needle in donations, you know, old school, Emily, right? we you used to do direct mail and A-B testing and like print, you know, we, that's how we used to test messages and and calls to action to generate donations and things like that. But with, and now obviously online, it's a lot more sophisticated than it was, you know, 25 years ago. But with market research, a lot of marketers don't realize that you can do A-B-C-D-E-F-G-H-I-J-K testing all in once. And not only sort of test messages In all these different scenarios, but really slice and dice your data so you know, okay, folks in the Midwest who are male, like this kind of messages. And those, you know, so you can tailor your message and make it so personalized that donations significantly increase more than those traditional A B testing, right? There are, again, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but with volunteers going down, right? How do you get them to work, you know, volunteer for you versus, you know, the nonprofit next door, right? And so you have to have a compelling call to action to those volunteers. And those volunteers who have been involved with us a long time have very strong opinions on what worked because they know what drew them in. But the reality is to go beyond that base, right? You really have to understand potential volunteers. You have to go outside your little circle, right? And market research, I've seen that really move the needle on volunteers, bringing new volunteers in by saying, okay, look, we've always talked to volunteers like this because this is what brought our core in. But if we talk to volunteers like this, we can get all these different kinds of volunteers with new ideas and different ways of doing things that move the mission forward and moving fundraising forward and things like that. So so market research can really help with that. So there's just so many different ways that market research really does move the needle on donations, volunteers, and all the things, all the things.
0: I love it. That's great. Okay, so you mentioned online, and I thought, you know, we'll add one more. It's in my regular conversations now with guests that I have on the show. In fact, we just had Microsoft there. They have a special program called Technology for Social Impact, TSI, and it's all about AI. And, and they're utilizing AI, of course, with the Microsoft and Bing, and they're getting that market fully, right? And that my whole podcast was about how can AI be used for good? So I'm curious in your background because AI is changing so many things, including the nonprofit sector. When it comes to market research, how much are you have you used AI in that process?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, AI is definitely everywhere, right? I mean, it definitely is everywhere. And Chat GPT. I mean, that that's sort of a, a tool that we use as you know, as you know, in some of our market research studies, we'll need to come up with a concept statement that either describes um, a donation opportunity or a volunteer opportunity. And sometimes they're just... Our clients are looking for fresh perspectives. And sometimes ChatGBT just sort of helps us come up with new ideas there that that we can run by our partner. We also use a lot of other sort of AI-based concepts and to sift through the large amount of data that we get. Not numerical data, but sort of sentiment data. So if we're doing one-on-one interviews and transcribing interviews, then we can use sort of platforms that help us sort of identify those sort of key things that come out of that data. So that does save a lot of time. The thing that AI doesn't totally do yet very well is gauge emotion, right? And that human emotion piece of it. And so that's where, you know, in market research, we are not solely there yet in terms of relying on AI. You know, you have to have that Because so much is emotion-based to really understand the emotional drivers of things to really move the needle. That's where that human piece is just still so important.
0: That's a really good point. I think you're absolutely right on with that. And I still think people that are even the biggest advocates for AI would agree with that. That human emotion, that human touch and the nonprofit sector tends to be that sector that really specializes in connection with humans, really connecting with people's hearts and their souls, even, you know, like whatever their mission is in the nonprofit, typically people get excited about that nonprofit because they touch something about that humanity piece and that draws them into their specific nonprofit. So in, in a perfect world, if you were to consult with a nonprofit and you were to recommend some kind of blend between utilizing AI and but still not minimizing the impact of a human connection and a staff that still works with you know this type of market research is there some kind of hybrid or combination that you'd recommend to nonprofits
1: yeah so I I think it's just sort of using tools in conjunction with people like you were just sort of saying I mean I think that's the best way I don't think there's sort of a one-size-fits-all kind of approach because market research is so diverse, nonprofit needs are so diverse that I think it's hard to narrow it down. But I do think there's nothing wrong with pulling up a chat GPT or a Delve or whatever it is and sort of using that market research lens with those tools.
0: Okay. No, good to know. All right. Perfect. All right. Now, So for you, you've obviously been involved with a nonprofit before, but I'm curious personally, you know, what motivates you to help nonprofit leaders specifically to succeed? And then along those lines, then maybe what are some of the final tips that you have to offer to help them in their journey as they really want to become better leaders? I mean, this nonprofit's all about improving as a leader, getting more information that makes you a better leader. So what would you say, number one, what motivates you? And number two, what are some of those final tips that you'd hand off to the listeners of this podcast?
1: Oh, I'm so motivated to help nonprofits use market research uh, because they can advance their mission. I mean, I've just seen it work so many times. I've seen the power of market research influence decision makers on Capitol Hill, right? I've seen the power of insights to develop more impactful programs and services. I've seen it increase volunteerism. I've seen it boost fundraising efforts significantly. You know, market research is like a GPS for nonprofit leaders, it provides the data and the insights that help them get to where they want to go. And that just fills my cup, right? And so I love talking to nonprofits about how market research can really help them move the needle um, across all their objectives. It's just really, I've just seen it work so many times.
0: Oh, I love it. Well, good. Well, okay. So as you think about one of the biggest challenges for nonprofits moving forward, with the help of market research, what gives you hope that some of the trends we started with in this podcast could be turned around? Is the market research one of those key tools that could really turn around some of these trends we're seeing, whether it be volunteering or giving by corporations or individuals? How would you um, kind of pass off to the nonprofit leaders today to say, don't get discouraged because here's what can give you hope? What, what would you say to that?
1: Yeah, I would absolutely tell nonprofit leaders not to get discouraged because there is hope. And I am biased that market research is a tool in their toolbox that they can use, but I know it works. I know it works because in when we're all inundated with tons of information and opportunities, the ones we resonate ones the ones we resonate with are the ones that are most impactful to our core, who we are, what we want, right? And so the way to make that impactful ask, whether it's to donate or support or just whatever it is, it's to really understand the motivations behind those people that you're asking. And I feel, of course, I'm biased, but I really do believe that market research helps people figure that out. So you don't have to guess. So you don't have to make assumptions. So you don't have to try 17,000 times without it working. You, go, you take one study, you figure it out, you act on it, and it moves the needle. So there's hope for increased volunteers because your targeted message. There's hope for fundraising because you're asking in the right way and you're moving the needle across your business.
0: Yeah, that well said. All right. So for people that are listening and want to get to know a little bit more about you, get to know a little bit more about your company, where would you send them?
1: Well, for the company, stevelkernel.com, there's a whole little page on market research, which is great. So definitely like that. But I love, as you can tell, talking about market research, so definitely look me up on LinkedIn, Emily Creek at LinkedIn. Um, I am happy to do a free consultation anytime. I could just talk to about market research anytime. So yeah, connect with me.
0: I could tell you're a little excited. You're passionate about this. I love it. Oh, that's really good. I think someone needs to be excited about it to you know get people fired up and excited for their own nonprofit. So again, Emily, thanks for being on the show. Thanks so much for sharing your insights. And thanks for watching the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep making your world better. This podcast is sponsored by DonorBox. DonorBox, helping you help others with the best donation forms in the business.